If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Broadcasting live on the Mix Radio Network. You're listening to Casey Ryan on the cutting room floor. Casey, the floor is yours. All right, how you doing, everybody? Casey Ryan here again for another uh, special bonus episode of the Cutting Room Floor. Uh, it's a Friday afternoon, and uh, I got an opportunity to do a little bit of uh, an extra show for you today. And uh, there was some free time on the Mix Radio Network, so I took advantage of it. Um, quick little podcast that I started to showcase any entertainers and creative types uh, from all walks. I like to say, if you've got a story to tell or project to sell, then I want to hear from you. Uh, easiest way to get a hold of me is on Twitter. I'm on there all the time at Cutting Room MRB, or you can hit me up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cutting Room MRB. Um, or if you would like to be on the show yourself, uh, as is the case today, uh, if you're a, a musical artist and uh, you have something that you want me to play on air, even if you can't make it on for an interview, uh, shoot me an email, cuttingroomfloor.mrb at gmail.com. I'm always looking for people. Uh, thank you, as we do at the top of the show, as always, to The Wolf, who acts as my announcer. You can listen to him and his dear wife, Susan, right here on the Mix Radio Network every Sunday night uh, from 8 o'clock until midnight on the Life from the Morgue podcast. Uh, also to Michael Cardillo, who wrote my little jingle for me, and to my home away from home uh, out at Brigade Radio 1. Uh, and that's Brigade Radio 1, and 1 is all spelled out, uh, dot .org. Uh, I'm up on there, and I'm syndicated out in Los Angeles. So big thanks to Ethan Detmeyer and the gang uh, for the opportunity. And uh, before I get started, I have a little sounder that I do uh, for Brigade Radio 1. We're going to take care of that right now, and I'll be back in just a second. Hey everyone, it's Ethan with Combat Radio. You know, one of the projects we're most proud of around here is the two-disc audiobook we produced with Disney legend Bob Gurr. From his years of working with Walt Disney to designing the T-Rex for Jurassic Park to Godzilla 1998, the work this man has done is legendary. He designed elements of the Matterhorn, Monorail, Haunted Mansion, Autopia, and much, much more. Get the two-disc audiobook at CD Baby. Just go to CD Baby and enter Fail Fast. Combat Radio Conversations with Disney legend Bob Gurr, and bang, you're on your way to greatness. So my guest today, uh, and a, a shout out to Lori George, who is a mutual friend of one of my guests uh, today, uh, for, for having set this up. Lori is one of the best friends that I've made in the, in the nine years of having done this show. She set me up on dozens of her interviews um, and has been on the show multiple times herself. So uh, one of the nicest people that I, I've met in the process of doing this show. So Lori, again, thanks a lot for this. 
so my guest today, uh, I have Drea with us. Uh, she's a spoken word artist. She's a poet and a storyteller and a free thinker and a consummate and engaging artist uh, all through and through. And uh, with her today, uh, this was brought to my attention by uh, another CRF guest, uh, Robert L. Smith, who's been on the show, who is a very prolific music producer out of uh, the New York area and has worked with every major name in the music business, uh, from you know uh, Frank Sinatra to Lady Gaga and back, and including I, I went all fanboy on him because I got him to tell a Billy Joel story the last time he was here, uh, my all-time favorite artist. So really engaging and a, a great storyteller, one of my all-time favorite guests, and a member of the uh, what I affectionately I refer to as the cutting room floor repeat offenders club and this is a, a term I hold in high regard uh, for people that have volunteered their time to me more than once uh, so he's on here for the third time and he's brought with him uh, Dre and we're going to be uh, playing some of her stuff and, and uh, getting all caught up with uh, a new album and uh, a second album that's also in the works so without further ado the cutting room floor proudly welcomes Drea and Robert L. Smith how you doing guys hey hi Great. we're doing good uh, so, Dre, the first question I always have for everybody that, that's on here for the first time, uh, Robert, I know you got your bio piece right, but sure. uh, uh, Dre, did I get your bio information uh, close enough, or, or uh, is there anything that you'd like to add to that? Um, it's pretty close. I think um, I'm also a, a pianist, I've been playing piano for a very long time, and a, I guess kind of more of like a jazz singer too um, more than just poetry okay no that, that, that was uh, going to be one of my next questions is uh, oh. uh you know <laughs> I, I, apart from the, the the spoken word piece do you do, do you do anything else in, in terms of creative endeavors yes um i sing i play piano and i really enjoy writing um just dabbling and writing here and there i also really like music production now <laughs> um <laughs> just being able to play with different sounds and learning. I would like to learn more about the production side of everything. Um, I also enjoy acting. Acting's a, a, a very fun hobby I like to do as well. Oh, really? Uh, okay, what kind of acting have you done? Just stage acting. I haven't, the closest I get to film is my, I guess, my video that I did. And that's that's my first time being on it in well, front of a camera. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I create stage acting. I, I equate, I should say, stage acting to doing it the hard way because, uh, I mean, I'm a big, big fan of the theater myself, right? And, oh, uh, awesome. You know, there, there, there's something about a live performance that you get, you know, going to see that as an audience member that you can't capture any other way. And yes. uh, you, you get a high when you see a really good stage performance. And, uh, you know, I always walk out energized after I've seen a good play. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love, I love the theater. Absolutely. So, yeah. so I, I guess what was the, uh, the the start of it all for you then? Uh, you know, how did how did you get going? With, you know, did the music part of it come first? Did the the poetry part of it come first? I, I I guess tell us a little bit about your own journey. Okay, I started playing piano when I was a young girl. Um, my parents were pretty strict about that, so they had me play piano, and that's all I was allowed to do. I wasn't allowed to play any sports or anything, join any clubs. It just had to be just strictly piano. And um, that's what I did for a very long time. I even went to different, two different colleges for um, a music degree in piano performance. And um, actually, I've always been a writer, but it was because I failed my senior recital. And that kind of took me back a little bit, and I took a year off. And that's when I dabbled into, um, I met with some, 
some acquaintances back in my hometown and they were just getting off doing their own little I guess music stuff too so I just kind of tagged along and I ended up playing um, keyboard for other people for other artists and I realized that I was helping them write these songs or giving them chord progressions or different ideas and I realized I can do it for myself and I wasn't just going to be of, of, of a tool for them so I realized I can do it myself as well and I think that's basically how it started I played classical music for 18 plus years and I got tired of having to see a piece of paper and having them tell me what to do and I said I want to do what I want to do I want to say what I want to say and for the longest time I was told to be quiet and eventually you know you get behind a piano and I had all these words I had all these notes but there was so much I wanted to say and I was mute for so long and now I, I different life experiences different things that happened to me made me more outspoken and more courageous to speak what I what I feel well and one could almost argue that that uh, you know that restraint that you faced at the beginning you know probably fueled you a little bit too right in the sense that you're you've got a solid building block and a foundation on which to you know sort of unleash all this other energy that, that you had uh, you know built up over over time so yes uh, yeah w w would you say that might have helped you at all or definitely it it did for very yes it definitely did I was for hours I would practice and practice classical music and I I did have a little bit of freedom when I joined a jazz band um, the El Paso Jazz Ensemble back in my hometown I was there I sang vocals and I did jazz music and I fell in love with jazz jazz is basically what saved me from classical music because <laughs> <laughs> classical music is very can be can be draining emotionally sometimes because it's there's so much depth to it and jazz is, is a different type of it's so much more just more feeling and I'm a very moody person so I guess I was just in my feelings a lot and, well, well and I've heard that uh you know from classical performers too that there's a certain almost paralysis by repetition when you're when you're performing classical pieces versus jazz uh, i mean you know montreal's got one of the the most well-known uh you know jazz festivals in the world up here in the summertime and it's it's really sort of a you know free-flowing stream of consciousness when you think about it right yes it is it's um i feel it's more freedom it's it, there's more freedom to it and more freedom of expression and it's all about the execution and what you want to communicate and it, it changes because you can rehearse and play a different play a different comp pattern or some type of improv and then when you go on stage it's completely different energy and something just is born on stage that same that same night <laughs> it's just what happened to me i'm like i didn't know i could do that okay <laughs> so, so robert i'll bring you into the discussion here uh how were how you kind of uh, alerted to drea's work and and uh you know the art that she was working on uh, we connected a, a little over a year ago, I think it was through Instagram, and uh, she reached out saying, you know, she was looking for, you know, someone to work with for on production, and um, and we didn't, uh, we actually talked about it for a while before we actually took the plunge, and uh, she had been in some sort of crazy recording situations, and I was just like, you know, that's not how this really goes. Let's, you know, just for, if nothing else, to, um, you know, keep the dignity of what recording music is like. Let's just, let's just work together on your record and, 
and uh, see what can happen, you know, because she, um, she just wasn't being supported in the right way. And, um, you know, it was just like, yeah, let, you know, let's just do this the right way and, and let's just see what happens. And it ended up uh, going really well in that I was really taken with her, her songs and uh, very, it was very inspiring. And it's just kind of like kinda a bit of a tsunami as far as um, it just kind of all came together really quickly um you know in a matter of like you know a couple weeks you know we had our whole album basically done um you know so it was a, it was a really interesting experience you know, it's, it started it kind of had a difficult childbirth but then it ended up being uh born very easily <laughs> well I, you know it's one of those situations i mean you know this from all your years in the business if it was easy everybody would do it right yeah but sure. but um, uh, and uh, I mean you've you know had a had a, a prolific career in your own right. Was this uh, you know something that was out of what you typically deal with? I, I guess uh, you know what was new and, and and innovative about this that caught your attention. Uh, a couple of things. I mean, it, it, this one is all about extremes. There's no like I'm not not a fan of uh, being in the middle, and this was like a really good example of that as far as like genre goes and. And also, like, honesty, it's like there's, you know, most people will apply a filter to their, to their you know, material, and Dre isn't using any filters, and it was, like, really striking, and, you know, just, like, super emotional in that, like, you know, you're working on this and thinking, like, okay, there's no, you know, either people are going to love this or hate it, but there's no way they can just hear it casually and be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, it's just like, whoa, it's like you're, you either get it or you don't get it. And that's what I that's what really attracted me to it, because it was like because there's just not that kind of bravery now. You know, it's like everyone just is like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I know that's what I really want to say. But, you know, I can't say that. And this record, she says it. It's all there. Well, no, and I, and I got that distinct impression. And, you know, this to me was kind of, uh, you know, art form or, uh, or medium that that. Uh, you sort of develop a deeper understanding of it after you listen to it several times. I think that yeah. it, you, know, you, you can't be a passive listener when you, when you take in something like this. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, uh, you know, to, you know, paraphrase, you know, something that you, you said to me yourself offline, it was intense, but in a good way. And it was certainly unlike anything I've ever heard. I, you know, so it was, uh, yeah, uh, I was curious what your take would be on it. Cause you were one of the first people to actually hear it. So, well, I you know I'm flattered, and you know thank you for having shared it with me. So yeah, uh, sure. so I, I, on the uh, on that note, this is uh, as good a time as any. How about we queue up a track here, and uh, you know we'll play the first of two that we're going to play today. So uh, I, I have the whole album in front of me. So uh, okay. you know the floor is yours. Which one would you like me to run? Um. Uh. uh, uh I don't know. Uh. Yeah, I mean, jeez. Uh, did, uh, did you want to use the uh, the the title track, Prelude, or? Uh, yeah, no. It's okay. We, we've been we've been featuring that one quite a bit. So, um, how about like beautiful things? Beautiful things. Okay, so uh, Drea, uh, um, I know that uh, you pride yourself on on wanting the audience to sort of, uh, you know take away from it what they will in terms of their own interpretations but uh is there anything that you could share with us that would kind of frame this before we uh we play this up here um i think it it's kind of it explains itself 
explains itself. It explains a, a situation, <laughs> anything. Okay, we'll we'll uh, call it up. So I'm just going to ask you guys to please hit the mute button there, and we'll be back in about five minutes to sure. uh, to chat with you some okay. more. All right. Cool. All right. Time goes upside down. 
There is no rebound. There is no replacement. There's just a plethora of fake passes that lack true commitment. The mask beauty of my dominant poker face that I wear, my perception of him still remains the same. And I continue to stare. Not a blink in sight, I'm still not in motion. Just internalized action of the desired reaction of this horrid transaction. All of my selfless devotion. This soul tie exchange. My head is just collected. A design on display. And now I'm just placed on the wall of the mantle of shame. That was beautiful things off of the album Prelude, uh, and with me is the artist and her producer Andrea and Robert L. Smith. So, uh, guys, what what I kind of took away from that was that on you know, you know, at first pass there was kind of a obviously a frustration with the relationship, but it was also sort of a, there was an underlying current of a rage against conformity. I thought that that was what I took from that. Yes, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> yeah, what was spot trying. on. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I, I as my English teacher, as my English teacher would say, I'm not talking out of my ass, right? So yeah, you're you're not like that's very you send it up perfectly. Well, cool. All right, I was worried about that. You never know. I you know I I've gotten it wrong. I you know but yeah, yeah. but uh, so I guess Dre, I, I guess what to you makes the best subject matter for for you know any one of the tracks that that uh you know for for a collection like this what, what to you makes the best subject matter subject matter or you know what kind of creative energy do you tap into when you sit down to write a piece like this oh okay um pain <laughs> pain a okay. lot of a lot of pain right. a lot of um pain trauma just being hurt it's it's really for the first album it was just it was coping it was coping to get through a bad situation or situations and just writing it out and once it was out like i felt better being able to write these these words because i can play piano i can go play some chopin or some beethoven or prokofiev or whatever but it wasn't the same as writing down the words that came from me that how I felt about whatever it was. So there's, it sounds like there's an element of, you know, almost therapeutic catharsis for you in, in being able to do something like this. It is. It's, it's my own, probably out of everything in my life, that's the only thing that I feel like I have freedom to express. Because in classical music, you have to be stylistically correct. In jazz, you got to be kind of within the same chord progression and I mean, style, everything's about style. No, there's just, there's all these limits, but I feel like with words, I can say whatever I want to say and say how I want to say it. <laughs> Not, now, uh, it's different, it's different even from acting. I mean, you have a script, you have to go by a script, but with this writing and the poetry, it's just like, that's what I want to say. And that's just how it's going to be. Have you, know, you otherwise? <laughs> well, I mean, have you ever thought about you know? I'll I'll put this to you another way. Have you ever thought about putting your uh, your prose uh, in together in a written format and publishing them as a book? Oh yeah, definitely. You I have, mean, eh? Okay. 
yeah, I have. I'm already brainstorming ways of either publishing a full novel or just, or maybe even into a play. I, I, I have no idea. I haven't decided which which creative avenue I want to go with. Now, uh, yeah. Robert, what you you mentioned you touched on something earlier that I, I kind of wanted to, to pick up on. You mentioned that that uh, there was a specific kind of support or that that uh, you saw that was a little bit missing, right? In terms of uh, you know the help that she was getting, uh, what kinds of uh, practices, I guess, you know, from your perspective, you know, what kinds of things did you bring to the process to help her along a little bit? Um, a lot. It seems. I mean, you know, the the thing, the the big, the key of it is freedom. Um, you know, freedom and respect in the sense of, um, you know, the the unfortunately for females, the classic studio scenario is like you know okay here's the here's the lyrics go in the booth sing okay leave and then they you know send you an mp3 later right and you know and it's kind of bullshit you know and um i've always hated it and this was a really great example of showing her it's like yeah no we don't do that like we don't do it like that here you know it's your project you're the face of it so let's make you the face of it and let's you know make this you know let let's treat your songs with the respect that they deserve and give them the proper treatment and background and um you know so it was just kind of like showing her that and you know and, and what's been really fun about it um is that whereas in the past she's gotten feedback that i you know and looking at it it's just like was completely unfair because because every time you know like ah you know what you don't have it or whatever and it's like well every time i've thrown her into a situation she gets it instantly and you know everything's like spot on so it's like yeah i don't think they were looking at you the right way because um you know we're nailing this stuff really quickly of really high quality and i mean that's why i'm you know been supporting it the way i have you know it's like which I don't really do with artists, you know, and the, you know, almost spreading to the, uh, um, you know, abilities of management and just career guidance and stuff like that, because um, I feel this stuff deserves to get presented in the right way. So rather than wait for somebody else to try and figure it out, it's like, you know what, let's just, let's just do it, do it ourselves and let's just see what happens. And so far the feedback's been pretty phenomenal. And, you know, the, the first album's done, with the goal of, you know, let's have the second record ready so that um, when opportunities arise and we can actually get like a label involved to help us put it out, it'll just be that much easier. But so, you know, so it's been a great experience so far. So, so Dre, uh, the first album is actually finished, right? Uh, have you actually managed to release this yet, or, or is are you planning any kind of launch? Or I, I guess what kinds of things are you doing to to get the word out there? Well, we have, um, I guess, a, a YouTube type of video clips that we've done. Well, yeah, the, the release date's on January yeah. 15th, uh, coming up 2018. That's the release date. Yes, that's the release date. And then we've just been presenting through the... I'm a, I have a, a stunt devil speaker that I am, because <laughs> I didn't want to be another girl that's with a pretty face like oh I can sing and do all this stuff like I don't I don't I didn't even want to be seen at all like I just want them to hear the words like hear the lyrics hear the music and you interpreted that 
I want them to be intrigued by that, not by just an, an outer appearance. Well, true, but but uh, I mean, to a certain extent, I would imagine that that, that presents you with a, an ingrained obstacle that if there are people out there that are fans of yours, that they're, you know, they're they're going to want to see you, you know, actually perform this. I, I, I oh, get... yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, you know, it's um, it's actually what's what we did is we did um, I had this idea about giving like doing like these little promo clips for each song, but the problem was is at the time. Dre was living in Texas and I was here in New York. And so, um, you know, I, I kind of had a concept and I was like, oh, well, you know, I need I need something to show it. And I have this like little radio speaker. So I kind of mocked up one of these clip ideas with the speaker. And we both really liked it a lot. And it was like, and it was jokingly referred to it as our stunt double. It's like, okay, well, if you're not here, you know, maybe, you know, because you don't want this to like, just be like the typical you know, chick singer thing. Well, maybe let's not make it a, a typical chick singer thing. And like, maybe this little radio could sort of be your stand in. And it ended up kind of having this charm to it. And so we made one for each song and we've been releasing one a week on her YouTube channel. Uh, uh, this is, uh, you know, I think, well, it's yeah, just Drea. Yeah, just Drea, uh, the Drea um, YouTube channel. And, um, and it's been really cool to just kind of tease the songs that way. But then the first video is for the lead-off song called Prelude, and that's and as a contrast, the only thing in this video is her face, you know. So it's like so we go from like the you know again this is all about extremes. We go from her not being apparent you know in there at all to like now all you see is so that that's the the, and, primary and focus, the announcement. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, that's an interesting point that you raise about, you know, not really wanting to limit yourselves in terms of how you release it, right? And I've heard, you're not the first person to bring this up on, on this show, but, uh, you know, I recall a, an artist that I had on here recently that was, uh, you know, a multimedia artist, and she, you know, got into burlesque performances and they're very visual, but there's also a healthy element of, of poetry and music and everything like that. And she was telling me that, that uh, what she does at the end of, uh, of a show for anybody that wants to buy them, instead of having the traditional CDs or DVDs, they, they actually give out these multimedia cards now that, that have oh, cool. uh, both the music and the videos to go along with it. And I thought, mm -hmm. well, hell, you know, why hasn't anybody thought of this before? You know, wow, yeah. Get, get it all in one place, you know? So. Yeah, well, that that's where everything's heading. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, the days of, uh, you know, the hard copies are sort of over. It's like it's everything's about your phone. So the, you, what we've found is that um, if we can, you know, have everything easily, you know, accessible and watchable and listenable there, you know, that's going to benefit um, us, you know. But, you know, we're still doing the obligatory, you know, CDs and all that stuff. And, um and you know, we're setting up some shows with the idea of um, you know, so we'll you know we'll have merchandise to sell, and um, and just kind of you know get to the traditional outlets. You know, it's going to be you know Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Um, it's going to be in some retail outlets that we're still figuring out, but <clears throat> so far so good. Uh, and Dre, my uh, my next question is for you specifically. Like, uh, did you actually compose all of the the musical elements yourself too, or, or did you get some help with that? Or I, I guess what kind of team have you got uh, apart um, from obvious, it, apart from Robert, obviously that, that uh, behind you? It, it's all me and Rob, Robert. That's it. Really? I, all the music, all the bass lines, all the counter melodies. He just 
said play this and I did and we just figured it out that way but he did all of the really cool other elements that you can hear but yeah, I, I did all of it oh, that, that, yeah, it's, that, it's been all like in, in, in uh, one stop shop here for yeah. sure I, I gotta tell you, you had me completely fooled. I was convinced there was a full set of studio musicians behind that, and uh, you know, <laughs> well, that, that, but that's been the fun with this is yeah. that you know it really has been a thing of like you know what we have a vision, you know let's just do the vision and let's just see and let's just see what kind of reaction we get. So let's have another uh, you know a glimpse at this vision here. So we'll, we'll take a, our second break, and uh, I'll you know defer to you guys again. Which one would you like me to play now? We're thinking we would like you to, to play Bird Call. Bird Call, yeah. Okay, let's see. That was, uh, okay, so we're going to play Bird Call. Uh, again, if you guys could just meet up for a second there, and we'll yep. be back for a couple more minutes with okay. you guys. Okay, that was my bird call. I'm for some reason having a uh, a bit of an issue here. I can't seem to get that one to work. Uh, all right, let's just see if I can get this here. So while we're uh, waiting for this to queue up here, I, for some reason this one, uh, the, the bird call one, uh, it's asking me to download it as opposed to playing it directly from the uh, the site. But I did have it going before. Um, so I, I, I guess uh, I heard though there's also a second album in the works. Is that right? Oh, uh, correct. Yeah, we're in the process of writing it right now. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I guess what are you bringing to the? I mean, it's it's really cool that that uh, you know the first album hasn't even dropped yet in terms of you know that being out within about a month but and you're you guys are already setting your sights on the second one that that's pretty amazing yeah I'm, I'm i just have a lot of ideas and i have an opportunity to experiment and so that's what i'm going to do and i want to get better i want to grow as a as a writer as even just as an instrumentalist in general just artistry and, and i see myself it's the sound is already developing differently from the first album already so i'm excited to just constantly develop and get better that's all i want to do so so what kinds of things are you doing differently with the second album that, that are sort of a departure from the first one or or is it more just of a you know sort of a different line of thinking i i, I guess what are you doing differently with the it's, second a, album? it's a very short answer it's like we're doing it right this time you're doing <laughs> yeah, we're doing it right this time. That's one yeah. thing I like about having you on the show, Robert. I know if I ask a question, I'm gonna get a no bullshit answer from you. Yeah, like every single time. Pretty much the I don't you know, my, no, and I, and I say that with every ounce of sincerity, and I say that as a high compliment. Just cut right to it and say, hell, you know, this is where we're going. Well, you know, because this, this was all a reaction to her getting, you know screwed over. over yeah it was just like oh, you know no no this this is not this shouldn't be this hard 
Yeah, you're just, just not in the right place in the right room. So. Well, uh, okay. Without tipping your hand and without talking negatively, uh, 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 you know, I mean, I mean, everything I, I, I can, every challenge or every negative experience can be viewed as a learning experience. But, uh, you know, without getting too heavily into it, I, I guess what did you learn from that? Um. To keep going. To keep going. Yeah. 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 To keep going despite all the bullshit and things people say in their high horse or whatever that they had to say it's and to not believe every not believe what everyone says because a lot of them it's half of it is is literally the shit is just a bunch of shit coming out their ass so like it's not going to be I don't know how to well everyone has an opinion they and, do and but it's like you know I for for a while I, be, I I did believe them for a while for for a moment I did um, and it really brought down my self confidence and on top of that I already just failed you know a classical prelim for a recital and I was already you know discouraged and brought down for just like oh my gosh I just failed like classical music I'm a I'm a failure like I'm thinking in my head I'm dramatic but and then I'm trying to you know say like I I can sing and I write and I do all these different things like. They're like, oh, you, you, you can kind of, you can kind of, I think you can do it. You got a lot of, you got a long way to go or just little comments here and there. Oh, it's too wordy or this and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, I just, well, I, I don't mind criticism. I mean, classical music, that's pretty much what you go through is a bunch of criticism, but constructive criticism. Don't tell me things that are just going to bring me down, but not anything that's going to help me get better. Like, I don't mind if I, if that sucks, tell me it sucks, but like, tell me how I can make it better or give me suggestions. And that was never, ever given towards me. They're just like, just no, it was never, a, there wasn't any type of growth or anything from them. So I just had to have the resilience and just keep going and be like, okay, well, I'll just keep pushing and I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. So there, there's a, it sounds to me like there's a line between having a door slammed in your face and having somebody say, this isn't the right door for you to go through or try somebody else. Right. Yeah. So, uh, much. so, okay. So I've got, I've got the download complete here. Let's try this again. So. Oh, okay. okay. Over me. 
rejected to the beat Cause I've been staged in this underworld I'm acknowledged, not ignored And you show love for me I reject it fearfully Cause a kingdom beyond my pride But God was there My bird call His eye is on the sparrow Hear my Lord's call And he's watching over me Concealed in my idol's life I'm so high as the sky Wow, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> wow, so yep. that, that was uh, that was that was something else. I, I gotta admit, I was impressed. And uh, that one's got obviously a, a little bit more of a traditional jazz or bluesy kind of feel to it, and uh, uh, you know, showcased uh, you know Dre's singing abilities in addition to her you know powers as a, uh, a spoken word artist. Uh, I picked up, you know, there were some horns in there. Was that either a soprano sax or a muted trumpet? or what? It was a muted trumpet. It was a muted trumpet, huh? Yeah. Yeah. There's some nostalgia in there because that was actually my jazz um, my jazz mentor growing up. So it was... Who was that? That was Marty, that was Marty featuring Marty Olivas. And um, he was, he's been with me as a, as a jazz singer and a pianist, and he never gave up on me. So he's... 
it's nice really that you, you cool. know, it's, it's nice so, like, that you can eat it. Well, it's nice that you can include a little bit of a nod to that uh, that uh, that you can include that I, I would used to be a trumpet player myself so I, I kind of picked up on that oh, yes. um I love horns yeah, well, yeah especially the, playing that compared to the first song it's just like well we just want to give you a sense of you know there's a lot there's a lot going on in this album so it's not just the one trick you know no and, and uh, I, I got the sense for that when I was uh, listening to some of the other ones I listened to prelude and uh, mm. uh, you know there there's a few of the other ones that I listened to this morning too uh, beautiful things was one of them uh, smile was another one that I listened to and supernatural girl and not one of them sounds like anything like the other I mean there's a, a wide gambit of, uh, of what's going on here and uh, I'm like I'm tell you, I was impressed with the ground that you were able to cover in eleven tracks. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So I guess you know. I mean, you mentioned that you've you've done acting, you've done you know, you've written, you've you know, sang. You're an accomplished musician. Is there any kind of creative outlet that you haven't tried yet that that uh, is something that you'd like to take a, a you know a run at at some point? Oh, I definitely want to learn how to screenwrite. Okay. I'm just writing, but I want to learn how to screenwrite, and I want to do like some directing. Love to do that. Um, I have synesthesia, so I'd like to work with um, artists and like actually try to learn how to paint, so I can actually paint out the colors I see when I when I'm writing and composing. And, and I've heard that too that that a lot of people that are uh, musically inclined also get into uh, to fine art. Uh, as well, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, there's a, a you know a certain marriage of uh, of music and and fine art that that uh, a lot of people don't really pick up on, but but uh, you know, I've heard that happens a lot, more so with jazz artists, I think, than some of the other people mm -hmm. that I've had on here too. So, mm -hmm. so I guess what's next for you guys in the last couple of minutes that we have together here? You know, uh, you, you have the uh, you have the launch coming up within you know a couple of weeks after the new year. Uh, you know, where are you going with it? Are you, uh, Robert, you said you're mentioning uh, you're setting up some dates for her to perform. Uh... Yeah, I mean, um, you know, the, so you know, we're we're um, we're gonna keep putting out the teaser clips up until the album release, of which uh, we'll release we'll release like the official prelude video. Um, I think I sent you a link to that as well. Yeah, so that'll did. be out yeah. there. And um, and then we'll be in um, uh, Los Angeles at the end of January for the Nam show in Anaheim. Um, to meet up with um, a lot of supporters and people that we kind of partnered with as far as, um, you know, gear and equipment and software and just to kind of build the relationships. And we, uh, we have a live podcast coming up on uh, January 26th in Orange, California at the um, 1888 Center. Um, we'll be doing a um, podcast similar to this, but um, also Dre will be playing about three or four songs, and um, yeah, we're just you know going to be doing a lot of you know setting up dates for you know springtime and early summer, and you know probably we'll be doing a uh, full band CD release show, hopefully like maybe end of February, early March, and that'll be fun because what we will be doing um, in reference to your earlier question of studio musicians is we'll actually be adapting. The first record to a band okay would be really cool you know yeah. thinking at least at least like you know piano maybe cello drums maybe some guitar so that should that'll be really nice to kind of you know <clears throat> present the album as that so really looking forward to that 
Uh, so, and, and I, you know, I still maintain if you ever, you know, consider looking northward, uh, you know, the Montreal Jazz Festival has got. Oh, oh yeah. The, yeah, I mean, totally the, yeah. The, the, you know, yeah. The, they have all kinds of people that. that Absolutely. Uh, I mean, that would be a good networking opportunity for you too, and that's not far from New York, right? Yeah, no, but you know, we also, you know, want to try and, you know, we got I got a bunch of contacts in Europe, so we would like to build on some opportunities there. So, um, so yeah, it's just you know, it's you know, we're kind of you know, the sort of mantra mantra is you know slow and steady wins the race so this isn't pop music and we're not treating it that way so it kind of it's in a weird way it's very freeing you know it's like it allows you to kind of go off to some you know alternate avenues that you normally wouldn't you know well that that to me so when you put it that way uh, robert that, that to me sounds like the recipe for for longevity and and uh oh, that, absolutely. That, that, that you're not rushing things that, that you're taking the time to to let the art speak for itself and to be received the way it's going to be received but but also yeah. to, to to grow the you know the the support for it organically which uh, completely you know. yeah no, the, yeah the, the you know the, we're already we're already talking about you know the fifth album so it's like so it's been a really um one of the interesting parts about this partnership is we have eerily have the same taste. So it's like, so it's like, you know, she, she'll come in with a lyric and be like, oh, that's great. Let me do this to it. And it's like, oh my God, that's great. It's just like this mutual admiration society. So that's been really fun. Yes. Well, uh, what can I say? It's been really, really fun talking with both of you. Uh, again, Robert, thanks for coming back. And Dre, yeah, it's very, so. very nice to meet you. Uh, Dre, I guess I'll, I'll leave the last word with you. Where can people go? Uh, to learn more about what you're doing and um, you know follow the the release of the album or, or anything along those lines where can people go to uh, to keep tabs on that I would say go to my website this is and that has all the links to my social media it even has if you want to contact me um, there's a contact page um, mm -hmm. there's an about me there's there's all of it's on my, yeah, my website like there, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna make sure it was everything was all together in one spot so mm -hmm. that was really important okay great and uh robert you're still well engaged on twitter as well at uh, at defy recordings right yep mm -hmm. okay great so uh that's gonna about do it for us today I, again with a, a nod to Lori george for uh having helped set this up and uh, to my guests today drea and uh, robert l smith the album is called uh, prelude and you're going to be able to to get a hold of that uh online and various other places uh as of the middle of january uh that's going to do it for me today i'm going to be back on sunday for my last show of the year yay uh the indie rap <laughs> well the indie rap I, I can't believe i say this every december you look at the calendar for the year and you wonder how the hell am i going to fail it all and then <laughs> and then before and then before i know it i've done another one and i you know nine years later i'm still doing it so Wow. Uh, so I'm really wow. looking forward to it. This has become a, uh, a tradition on the cutting room floor to have the Indie Rat Pack here. That's Paul Reeves, uh, Stephen Voice, uh, Don Portella, Ken Flott, uh, Ann Lauer, and Chip Vanderbeek. I got them all. All right, so they're going to be here on Sunday. So uh, until then, be good to each other. And uh, Robert and Dre, if you could just stay on the line just for a quick second after we post. Sure. Uh, I will say this. So I'll talk to you on Sunday. Cut, print, wrap, and I am... Done. That was another edition of The Cutting Room Floor with your host, Casey Ryan. Follow Casey on Twitter at Cutting Room MRB and on Facebook, The Cutting Room Floor.